today, in our continuing uh, Shimru program, we're going to learn about the tenth malacha after Zoreya, Chorish, Koitzer, Ma'amer, Dosh, Zoira, Boira, Toichin, Marakid, Lush. In a way, Lush is the malacha that comes up most frequently in the kitchen. Now, the first thing we need to know is where was Lush used in the Mishkan? Well, there are actually there are two approaches. There's a machlokes where it was used in the Mishkan, and by the way, this machlokes applies to the first eleven malachos, which are called sidura de pas. The pshat of Rashi in Masech the Shabbos daf mem tesamabez and Rashi on daf ayin gimel was lush was necessary in the production of dyes to color the woolen coverings of the Mishkan. So this week's parsha is truma, and we know the curtains were made of. Techeles, Argaman, Toilashani was red dye. Toilashani came from an herb that grew from the ground. How, how did it grow from the ground? Toysus and Chulun says on Pechesam and Bez that when Klaiso were in the Midbar, the Midbar flourished and they were ground into powder. They were then mixed with water to produce a thick paste. Mixing the powder with the water is lush. That is the Shita of Rashi. Rav Haigoin, quoted by Rav Avram ben Arambam, he says that lush was used in the in the midbar for the making in the Mishkan for the making of the lechem haponim and the menachos. Wheat was grown uh, was ground into flour and then kneaded into dough. That's lush. Okay, what is the definition of lush? As we're going to see, the definition of lush is basically combining tiny particles into a solid or semi-solid mass through the through a liquid medium, which is basically how dough is made. You take uh, minute particles of flour, they melt, and they fuse together into a solid mass through the adding of water. So basically, lush is you take solid particles and you fuse them through the agent of water. The Ramam says if you are lush, if you need... The, the size of a dry fig, a grogeris, your chayev. That's the av. The tolda is if you mix dirt and water together in the process of making bricks, that is the tolda of lush. So it's not only by food, but even in the production of bricks. And the isre drabanon is you cannot grind, you cannot mix roasted flour with water, because you might come to mix unroasted flour. Or, if you have bran, which is not fit for kneading, you can't knead it, because you might need something which is fit for kneading. Okay, now here is the uh, machloikis you have to uh, know and bear in mind. It's machloikis tanoim. Mensch, well, could you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. You don't know if I'm recording it. Who's who said who's talking? Now I have my own. Re- I have. Uh, I'm recording it in many ways. Everything is recorded. Hakol b'sefer nechtavim. Everything is recorded everywhere. Now it's just not the cloud. The cloud isn't recording it. Maybe. But you are now recorded for posterity on TorahAnytime.com. It's available. You're recorded for posterity on. Podcast, everyone on podcast on 
on Podbean or whatever it's called. He's going to know Rabbi Avi Yudekin. Also on Shas Illuminated, you will now be eternally etched into Shas Illuminated. And likely, if the shear is good, they'll put it on the OU website. So that's all. That's so you got to be careful if you chime in because you never know what could happen. Fine. So the Gemara says like this. The Gemara says on Daf Yudches, Amachloika Brisa. Let's say one guy puts in flour, and after that, another guy comes. The first guy we're going to call him Ruvain, and the second guy we're going to call him Zavulan. Why? Just to keep you up. Okay? Zavulan comes along and he mixes in water. Rebbe says the second guy is Chayev. But what do you mean? Nobody mixed it. Uh, you don't have to mix it. The moment the water touches the flour, the flour fuses together even without mixing it. Yes, it mixes together. It fuses together better when it's mixed, no question. But when you, but when you, um, when you merely add water to a soluble material, it fuses together. However, Rabbi Yossi says you're not chayiv until you mix. That's a machlokes Rebbe and Rabbi Yossi. Rebbe says you're chayiv merely for adding the water. Rabbi Yossi says that you're chayiv only if you mix it. Now let me jump ahead to something very important. And that is, Lehalacha, we're going to Aser both. Which means as follows, Most Rishonim, Paskin, like Rabbi Yossi, that you're only chayv if you mix it. However, the Chumas Hadeshen, Paskins, like Rebbe, that you're chayiv merely for adding the water. Um, if you look in the Mishnah Bura on Simon Shin Chaf Aleph, the Sivkata Nun, the Mishnah Bura says Roiv Poiskin Paskin like Rabbi Yosi Bar Rabbi Yehuda, namely the Rif, the Rambam, the Rush, the Raza, and the Ran. The opinion of the Trumai Bala Trumais is the Paskin like Rebbe. The Minog, by the way is we're machmir. Even though most Rishonim say, you're only chayef for lush if you need it. Okay, when I say need, I don't mean N-E-E-D, I mean uh, K-N-E-A-D, right? When you when you mix it. So most Rishonim Paschal, like Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Huda, that you're only chayef if you mix it. However, the Balhatruma is Paschal's like Rebbe, and the Mishnah says the Minog is to be machmir, Mishnah can be found in Simon Shin, Chavdalet, Sivkat, and Yod Aleph. The Minog is to be machmer like the Svara of the Balat Shumais. To be machmer like Rabbi Yosef. Now, there's another interesting Machlekes. And that is, aside from whether you're chayef for mixing in the water, or only if you mix it, or, or, or only if you actually need it, within the Shita of Rabbi Yosef, who says you're chayev only if you mix it? Maybe that's only talking about Abaye says flour, which is something that is mixable. Meaning, we know flour when you when water uh, comes into contact with the flour, it causes the particles of flour to fuse together into some kind of paste into dough. But there are things that even with the agent of water, the the materials do not fuse together. Those things, since anyway they can't, mixing doesn't really do anything, maybe 
Rav Yosi Rav Yehuda would agree that if you merely add water, that you're chayev. So in other words, th- there's a concept of bar gibel, lav bar gibel, and this is mentioned in Mesech the Shabbos and Af Yerches and Af Kufnon Bar gibel means very fine particles that dissolve and fuse together easily when coming when when they're in contact with water. Powder, fine sand, instant potato flakes, baby cereal. So these things, they are bar gibel, and you would uh, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda would say you're chayiv if you mix them. By the way, the Rav Moshe has a tshuva. Are you allowed to prepare instant potato, um, instant mashed potatoes on Shabbos? What you do is you take a you take uh, this powder, potato powder. You pour water, you mix it. Rav Moshe says no, that's a lush da'iraisa. This is something that is bar gibel, is easily mixable, and you mix it. You're definitely chayiv. The question is, in Rav Yosi, who holds your only chayiv if you actually mix it, what if it's something that's not really mixable? It's because it's very large or it's non-degradable, and the particles will still be recognizable, um, although they may cling together like sand, ash. So there are poiskim that say, Abai is of the opinion that for that type of item, all you have to do is pour in water and you'll be chayiv. You don't have to mix it. However, Rabbi Yosef disagrees and he says, according to Rabbi Yosef, you're only chayiv if you then mix it. Okay, you're only chayiv if you then mix it. Then the Gemara says a very important thing, because we mentioned that in Rebbe, Rebbe holds, that you're chayiv if you merely add water to something which will fuse together. If you add water to flour, you're chayev for lush. And the Gemara says that the following. Gemara daf kuf nun vav amenalaf. Vishavin, both Rebbe and Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda, they both agree. Sheboi chashen es hashtis v'shabes. You'll add a mix roasted barley with honey on Shabbos or Vishoisim Zaysim, you could drink Egyptian beer. But the Gemara asks, What do you mean? I thought you're not a need on Shabbos. Says Gemara, Ah, you know when you're not a mix, that's if it's a very coarse mixture. But if it's a very loose mixture, when you're mixing water into the flour, so it becomes a, a very coarse mixture, it becomes a, a semi solid, a mush. So then, you're chayiv on Shabbos. But if it's a very loose mixture, if there's so much water added, that it's still very liquidy, then you are allowed to add that kind of liquid on Shabbos. However, the Gemara says you need to do a shinoi. What kind of shinoi? If during the week you first put in the vinegar and then you put in the uh, barley, then on Shabbos you put in the barley and then you put in the vinegar. So from here we learn that even according to Rebbe, who holds that by merely adding a liquid to a soluble item, it is usr, that's only if it's a coarse consistency. But if it's a loose consistency, it is mutter, as long as you do a shinoi, meaning you you change the order that it is uh, put in. Now again, 
Who do we paskin like? Do we paskin like Rebbe, that merely adding water to soluble material is lush, or do we paskin like Rebbe Yossi, that you have to actually mix it? So we have the uh, psak of the Chumas Hadashen. Chumas Hadashen says, Venera, it would seem, Limsai Heter Lukuliyama, that we could find the leniency according to everyone. That according to Rebbe, that merely adding liquid is a problem. If you make it very liquidy, it's not considered lush. And you ju- and plus you change the order. What about according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda? According to him, if you mix it, it's going to be a problem. So says the Chumas Hadashen, even if you're going to make a very fine and loose Mixture, you ha- should do a shinoi and that you should not use a cleat to mix it, but use your finger to mix it. In other words, like this. In the world of Rebbe, we are merely adding water to something is an issue. So the way you get around that is you add a lot of liquid. This way you make it liquidy. And you change the order if you normally put in the flour. So first put in the water. And in the world of Rabbi Yossi, that nothing is violated until you actually mix. So in this case, the way to get around mixing is to use a shinoi in the mixing. Namely, you use your finger. Now, here is... Let's get. Let's cut right to the chase. What do I mean, let's cut right to the chase? If you have a semi-solid dip, you have avocado, and you want to mix like a liquid to it, you want to mix lemon juice into it, that would seem to be uh, somewhat problematic. How are you going to mix the lemon juice? Because you're basically using the lemon juice to cause the pieces of avocado to fuse together and form somewhat of a different consistency. Certainly you're causing the lemon juice to be of a thicker consistency. So that could potentially be an issue. What about to mash an avocado or a banana without adding adding any liquid? After all, once you start mashing the banana or the avocado the natural liquid of the avocado or, or, or the banana will come out and will start mixing with the banana and the avocado. And that potentially could be lush. So the Chazoynish says that he's inclined to say that if the liquid that you're using is the natural liquid of the fruit or the vegetable, that's not considered lush. And by the way, Rav Moshe says that explicitly. That if you want to mash an avocado or you want to mash a banana and use its own liquid as the liquid agent to cause the particles to fuse together, Rav Moshe Paskins, um, as the Chazonish is inclined to say, that that is completely permitted. Okay, So as long as you're not using an external liquid. But the question is, when you bring in an outside liquid, what do you do with the, uh, the lemon juice and the avocado? So... Based on what we learned, the the way to do that would be to apply a lot of liquid, change the order that you put it in, and um, 
mix it either with your finger or in a crisscross motion. So basically, there are three three ingredients that uh, are needed to get out of any problem of lush. Namely, you want to make it blilasai raka. You want to make it very loose. Number two, you want to change the order that things are put in. And number three, in the mixing, you want to do the mixing in a uh, in a unusual way. Namely, you want to use your finger. Uh, you want to um, or use a crisscross motion. So what I would like to do is speak out probably the most. Uh, I'm going to veer off from the sheets today. Um, even though just for your, for your, uh, Yediyas HaShabbos, the sheets sort of end off with an interesting machloikis between Rav Moshe and Rav Shona Zalman, if you want to mix ketchup and mayonnaise on Shabbos. What does ketchup and mayonnaise produce? I don't know, Russian dressing or something? I don't know, something like that. Yeah, so, if you're gonna mix lemon juice into ketchup, you can't really do that, because you're causing the lemon to get a thicker consistency. But here you're taking two pastes, each one is already mixed, to mix them together. So if one paste is thick and the other is loose, so you're going to make a thick consistency out of the two, that's for sure usser. But even if both pastes have a thick consistency, let's say a ketchup and lemon juice, uh, ketchup and and mayonnaise, Rav Shalman Zalman says you can't do that. Rav Moshe says, nah, you're allowed to do that. They're already of the same consistency. Nothing's, ta- nothing's really happening when you mix the two together. But what I would like to speak about is probably the most common uh, example of lush. And by the way, the, the malach of lush cannot be mastered here in a half hour. As, uh, as good as our group is, and we have a very chash of a, a membership here in the Shimru, Lush is something you could spend uh, three months on, not 30 minutes. But I, I want to talk about, um, I guess today what we're, what we're getting is some of the basic concepts, namely the Machlekes Rebbe and Rabbi Yossi. Rebbe holds merely adding liquid is a problem. Rabbi Yossi holds only if it's um, mixed. You have within the world of Rabbi Yossi, it's only if it's mixed. Maybe you would still be high if it's, if it's something that doesn't mix well. We learned that in Rebbe, there is a leniency if you do what's something, something called blilasa iraka, a very loose consistency. Provided that you switch the order, but you also have to get around the problem in Rebbe Yossi about the mixing, so you're gonna mix either with your finger or in a crisscross motion. And here's the big shaila. The shaila is, Many people like to eat chopped liver or egg salad on Shabbos. Can you make egg salad or chopped liver on Shabbos? That's the question. So what's the problem? You're taking an egg. You're grinding it very finely. Yeah? You're putting mayonnaise into it. And the mayonnaise is now... Now, if if you chop and dice the egg finely, the mayonnaise is basically taking small particles... And fusing them together. This is classic lush. Making egg salad on Shabbos is classic lush. So if you don't want to add the, the mayonnaise, go ahead. Just have like dry uh, eggs and some civil, some onions. But most people like mayonnaise in their eggs. So what do you do? What do you do with your eggs on Shabbos?
So, the best thing to do. Now, if you grind it very finely, many people either put a mayonnaise or they put in oil. Either one is an issue of lush. So to avoid any shilas, don't chop the eggs or the liver finely. Make it big pieces. By the way, I happen to like like big chunks in my egg salad. Why am I telling you this? Because I feel so close with you that I'm sharing with you all these halachas. I want to tell you my personal preferences of egg salad. But when you chop it very lumpy, it's not called bulilasai ava. It's not a thick mixture because you're not really fusing together the particles. Basically, the particles are, each particle is by itself. This piece of egg is ruvein. The other piece of egg is shimain. And they're not fusing together to become one big mishpacha. They, they remain an identity. There's some gooey mayonnaise sticking in between them. So if you, if you chop it um, uh, coarsely, then it's not susceptible to lush. You can mix oil, you can mix mayonnaise, and you have no issues. And you can eat your, your egg salad without feeling guilty. That, uh, you know, I like the egg salad, but Gladstein said on Thursday at 2.30 that there's an issue of lush in making the egg salad. This way you could eat without any charata, without any guilt. Guiltless egg salad is coarse egg salad. However, some people say, are you kidding me? I don't eat my egg salad coarse. I mean, are you Jewish? That's not how you eat Jewish egg salad. Jewish egg salad is finely ground. That's the way they ate it in the Altaheim. That's the way my Elta Baba ate it, and that's the way I'm going to eat it. So, what do you do if you want finely ground egg salad? You know what you do? You make it before Shabbos. See, then it, by the time Shabbos comes, it's going to be spoiled. No, it's not. You seal it in a Ziploc, in a glad container, or in an in a airtight container. You put it in the fridge, and in most cases, it will remain perfectly fresh. So you say, well, wait a second. Doesn't the Gemara say in Nidan Daf Zion that five things, if you do it, you're liable for your own life? And one of them is if you eat a peeled egg overnight. That if you peel an egg and you leave it overnight, it's dangerous to eat it the next day. So if you're going to make egg salad before Shabbos, so you're violating this Gemara Nida. So, there are a few uh, ways around this. Number one, the fact that you chopped up the egg and you added not, uh, uh, other ingredients, oil, salt, pepper, Rav Vosner says that gets out of the issue of eating a peeled egg that was left overnight. Number two, Many places can hold that a cooked egg is not subject to the prohibition of a peeled egg. There's also another opinion that an egg in a sealed container that's left overnight is also not subject to the prohibition of um, eating a peeled egg overnight. But between these three leniencies, number one, you have added ingredients. Number two, it's cooked. Number three, it's sealed. You have nothing to worry about with your uh, egg. So either the best eitza is chunky egg salad. The next eitza is egg salad prepared before Shabbos. If you didn't prepare before Shabbos and you are a stickler for your finely chopped egg salad or liver, there is still a way to do it. Number one. Reverse the order. If let's say, um, usually you add the liquid to the salad, 
If you first put oil and mayonnaise and then the egg salad, reverse it. If you first put in the egg salad and then the mayonnaise, reverse. Reverse it how you usually do it. And number two, don't mix it like that. Mix it crisscross. So you say that's awkward. It's better to be awkward than uh, violating lush. I'm telling you. You're better off having an awkwardly... Nobody could taste the awkwardness in the egg salad. So, again... The best eitza is make it chunky. The second best eitza is make it before Shabbos. The third best eitza, the third eitza is reverse the order and crisscross. Let's say you don't like chunky. You don't want to make it before Shabbos, and you will not do mix your egg salad in a crisscross motion. And you still want to make egg salad. Is there anything to rely on? Uh, there is. There are some poiskim that say that lush does not apply by something that doesn't grow from the ground. The egg letal is of the opinion that something that doesn't go from the ground, there's no prohibition of lush. Secondly, some say something which is cooked, there's no isra of lush. Some say anything needed for that meal, it's called little by little, and there's no isra of lush. Should you rely on that? No. Shouldn't rely on that. But if you see somebody do that, it doesn't mean they should not be considered for shaduchim. <laughs> but there's what to rely on, but it's uh, a little shake. I would call it, uh, you're not standing on terra firma. It's not really uh, a very strong reliability. So the best way to make your egg salad is chunky egg salad on Shabbos. Next best, do it on Friday. Next best, reverse the order and crisscross motion. And if you go to someone's house and they, they're making their egg salad like they do during the week, don't throw rotten tomatoes on them. There might be reason for basis based on the fact that lush does not apply to something that doesn't grow from the ground, and something that's cooked, and something at the meal. But it's better to take advantage of the um, loopholes that we mentioned in the beginning. Okay, thank you everybody for joining us. What? Tuna fish be the same as egg salad? I would think, in other words, either make it chunky, which I think tuna is easier to make chunky. Um... I'm not a big tuna fan anyway, you know. <laughs> okay. Tuna fish is like in the old, old shul by Shalashudas. They had the crusty tuna fish that they made last Tuesday, you know. But um, tuna fish also. If you, if you want to make it very fine, make it Friday. You want to make it on Shabbos, then make keep it coarse. You want to make it fine, so then reverse the order. Yeah, l'chara tuna fish is the same. Does that make sense? Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Afrelchem Purim. Next Thursday is uh, Tiny Esther, so uh, you're off. And uh, we'll continue after Purim. Habalim Latoiva. Wishing everyone a Freilichen Purim. And Nelson, I won't be able to hear your live tonight. It's a bit late in the night. Tonight? There's, what share? There is no share tonight. No share tonight. Well, the last night about Purim. Oh, it's, you, could, you could listen to it now. Okay. <laughs> Okay, call to everyone. Call to. Bye bye. Chavez. Chavez, good Chavez.